Hello, people. Hello. Welcome to Observe and Retort. I'm Luna Stjernebu. I'm David Henry. I'm so happy we got that out of the way. Just like quickly. <laughs> we did it. Now <laughs> we, we can end it because we, we introduced ourselves like champs. Okay? Nailing it. How are you doing? How are you? I'm good. <laughs> That's good. How are you? I'm sweaty. See, now, now I'm talking about... It is it is incredibly hot. Just before I pressed record, yeah. Luna said <laughs> I need to not talk about how sweaty I am. <laughs> I need to I Yes, it it's really already. hot. And the first thing that you say is I'm sweaty. But I can't lie, you asking me how I am. <laughs> and this is truly, truly how I am right now. A hot, sweaty mess. It is a boiling hot day. It is, it is, and I had to go on the metro and shit, so yeah. not in shit. But I could have, and it wouldn't have been, you know, more gross. It was just really gross. It was all very gross. How do we get here? Okay. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't, I'm it's honestly continually impressed. Thank you. By the first few moments every week, <laughs> in which I think it takes just seconds for you to turn the discussion to something Questionable at best. It is a problem and... I would say a skill. Oh, you know what? I have to adapt that way of thinking of like turning my quirks, <laughs> my mm, attributes into something um, positive. Yes. Attribute, is that inherently positive? Or is that just like a a quality or something? I don't know. That's a, a big question. I would say... It sounds positive if you're talking about like a job, uh-huh. but if you're talking about an RPG, like RPG role-playing game, oh, then attributes would be just neutral, anything. both strengths okay. and weaknesses. Okay. Ooh, speaking of which, oh, I got my own dice. Oh, yeah, I got to pick them out for myself. It spent too much time in the game store. Just like looking at it, having a full-blown mental breakdown. They're just pretty, and these are pretty too. And But do they feel like me? I don't know. These kind of feel like me, but maybe they're too dark. I don't know. Jens, am I dark? Am I light? Should I have, like, should they have a swirl of color? Like, it was, but I found them. And um, it was beautiful, and I'm fucking ready. I'm ready to play. I'm excited. You say this like I'm aware of what you're gonna play or that oh, this has been a long term like Cthulhu uh, we're playing Cthulhu okay yeah. Call of Cthulhu yes yeah so we tried it once and I and am you've got your own horrible dice. At, yes because we're gonna play more and yes it's like really taking this uh, dungeon master thing seriously and I am trying to take my part seriously but I'm horrible David I <laughs> If it could just be Jens is <laughs> Luna's boyfriend. Yes, by the way. I'm sorry. Yes, he's my he's my boyfriend, and so, I, such a hesitation. <laughs> you I was you like, live he, together. That's no like. It just sounds so childish. Like he's my partner. He's oh, okay. I thought you were nervous in the other way. Like oh, I'm not sure I want to put a label on it. We've been together. We're for- just not there yet. You know, we've only lived together for like a year, and I don't know. <laughs> no, yeah, I think I think yeah. Uh, I can safely say that he's my boyfriend, but I'm really um, a shitty person to play with. I would say probably because we're both Danish, so we play in Danish, and I don't think I'm very good at at acting in Danish because everything I do, especially if I like, if, I don't know, perform or do something stupid or make a joke, it's always in English because it's just I feel like it's more fun. For me so i feel so self-conscious doing it in danish and um and i just become really sarcastic and ironic and wanting to make the I whole don't, universe don't like this, this like this any... comedy show like this is brooklyn 99 call it cthulhu but it's yeah it's um so what you're saying is you become really sarcastic and this is somehow different to your normal personality <laughs> no <laughs> I mean, no, it's not a stretch. It's, uh, it's, yeah, it's pretty safe for me. That's very true. That's very true. But it's just, I guess it's a little difficult for him because he's like making this dramatic universe. And I'm like, 
derp, you know, like, <laughs> really trying to maybe make it a little more comedic. And if you're not on the same page, then I'm just being annoying. <laughs> he said it was good fun. He said it was fun. I had a really good time. It was fun. But we're going to play with more people. And we're going to be playing in English because everybody's international. You know, it's fun. It's fun. I'm excited. And I got new I, I really want to tell you about, you know, my new story. But I just have to ask before we move on. Were you just play like was it just the two of you? You're the he's the dungeon master and yeah. then just you. Yeah. Yeah. Is that weird? <laughs> Is that that's pretty you can do that. You can do that. We did that. Okay, cool. I don't I mean I've not played Call of Cthulhu for a long time and mm-hmm. I've only played it once. Mm. It was in more of a traditional setting with one dungeon master and like six players. Yeah. But But there is a two I Is it called two player if there's one? Yeah, okay. Yeah, there yeah. is. There is. Uh, okay. Place. Yeah, ways you can do that, and uh, it's also easier if the dungeon ma- master is like getting really into it. And Jens did, and he's really good at it. And I am excited about it. It's kind of funny telling people like we're doing role playing, and then being like, no, not the hot kind, <laughs> just <laughs> the nerdy kind. <laughs> It's good fun. We're having a good time. <laughs> anyway, I want to hear your new story. It's your turn to go first. Uh, okay. Okay. That was that was a, a. I don't even have words. Get it, girl. Just go, go for <laughs> it. So, before we move on to my new story, yeah. there's a small update on last week's my new story from last week. Oh, okay. In Belarus. Yes. Uh... It's now been big news. Okay. I've seen it in like real newspapers on the front pages Look and everything. Look at you. Choosing the real shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lukashenko apparently won the vote by 80%. Ah, oh, so close. So, so close. Mm-hmm. And with precisely zero election monitors, obviously everyone believes that. Yeah. It's not at all Mm-mm. a completely Achille. unbelievable number. This is, oh my God. So now there's been some huge protests, as good, we said good. last week. Awesome. I was going to ask, like, are people mad and what's happening? Yeah. So they're protesting and like. Yeah. As we said last week, uh, it was almost certainly the case that he was going to win because he was in control of the entire election. Mm-hmm. However, the margin of winning and the response would be the more kind of interesting story. So now it looks like. People are very angry because they don't believe it. No. And he initially said that uh, the his key opponent had got like 6% of the vote or something. And people were like, no, 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 no. It seems unlikely. Yeah. But now I have another story. Fun. I'm looking forward to it. Always. Also. What do we have? About a man who's been in power in a European country. Okay, are we talking Croatia? No, we are talking about King Juan Carlos of Spain. Oh, ooh, okay. I am getting comfortable. <laughs> And this one will, just like last week, maybe require some context. But right. we'll open with... Spain's ex-king, Juan Carlos, lands in Abu Dhabi after a week of people not knowing where he was. Okay, so he was gone. He was gone. A week ago, he said that he was going into self-imposed exile, and he got on a private plane and disappeared. I want to do that. <laughs> oh, that's so unfair. I'm going to give. I'm going to go back a long way to give some context now. Great, because I know nothing. Yeah, mm. I do feel like in our part of the world, in northern europe mm-hmm. we kind of often forget that spain's not that far from having a dictatorship like it's 1975 which is just not that long ago it's kind of long ago but not that long ago they had a dictatorship in 19 until 1975 okay the same guy who was allies with well neutral but good friends with hitler mm-hmm. franco They had a fascist dictatorship uh, until 1975, which 
feels weirdly recently for a Western European nation to have been in that situation. And Juan Carlos of Spain was literally raised by Franco. He was the son of the former king. Mm. And the former king made a deal with the dictator Franco that from the age of 10, Juan Carlos would be raised by him with the concept being the king could come, like, he could come back. And he was Franco's chosen successor. I'm sorry. All I'm seeing in my head is like, it's like three men and a baby, but it's like one dictator and a baby situation. Exactly. Okay. That's, I want to watch that movie. <laughs> okay. That is exactly the situation. Is the lead. So Franco said, I'm going to name the former king's son to be my successor. More people will support because, you know, there are still some monarchists and it would mm. be a nice continuation of the dictatorship. And against all odds, Juan Carlos thwarted a military coup and led the country back to democracy. So he supported the very long and difficult process of democratizing in Spain. Okay, okay. Which is a baller move. It really is. Like, it's very cool. Yeah. So he's been somewhat of a hero for many people in supporting that. There are obviously many Republicans in Spain aware of Spanish history a bit longer than there's a lot of Republicans in Spain. There's a little civil war as a little precursor to World War II <laughs> that involved some Republicans. Okay. Anyway. Mm. Unfortunately, getting much, much more recent, but still quite a while ago. In 2012, Juan Carlos was on a hunting trip in Botswana. And he fell down some stairs and he broke his leg. Oh, yeah. poor Juan. Which meant that people realized he was on a hunting trip in Botswana that hadn't previously been announced. Ooh. While Spain in general was suffering consequences of the Great Recession. Uh, and it wasn't a good look. It's not and a good look And people started to go, who paid for this trip? Mm. Turned out it was the king of Saudi Arabia paid for him, <gasps> his ex-lover. And his child to go on, and her child to go on a trip to Botswana. Oh, now we're getting real. Yeah. Uh, which was a bit messy. King of Saudi Arabia shouldn't really be paying for stuff for the King of Spain to no, go on anybody, a trip. Yeah. As a consequence of that, in 2014, Juan Carlos abdicated and got his son Felipe to take over. Okay. Which seemed like maybe it's the Is end of... Is that democracy? I mean, there's two set the same way here. Okay. There's a monarchy. Okay, cool, cool, and, cool. Okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so confused. His son second. took over as king. I, I but they, okay. <laughs> like, Where do they do that? That's just silly. Oh, hold on. So when I said, I feel like we're less aware of... We're very much less aware. Very much less aware. It was a brain fart. I have to have at least two in an episode or it's not like, who knows who I am if I don't, you know. That's very fair. So no, Spain has, just like Denmark, just like the UK, just like Sweden, a constitutional monarchy where there's a democracy with a prime minister, but technically the king is the head of state Mm. or queen in our cases, Denmark Mm -hmm. and the UK. Cool. So he abdicated his position as king. Yeah. His son took over as king. Yeah. <laughs> this uh, seemed like a great idea to move things on. Unfortunately, when you're no longer king, you're also, you no longer have uh, immunity from prosecution. And they started to look into why was the king of Saudi Arabia so interested in what Juan Carlos was doing? Yeah. And it's turned out over time that there were some significant investments in Juan Carlos liking Saudi Arabia, which we would maybe call corruption. Oh, it's like problematic. Yes. Problematic. Yes. Corruption. Corruption, Mm. bribery, questionable decisions. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Including a 100 million euro gift. What? Of which that former lover who was on the trip 
Juan Carlos gave this German socialite woman, Juan Carlos gave 65 million euros of it to her as a just passing on the gift. And he apparently asked for it back. That's super chill. He and sounds she like went, a great guy. No, I don't think so. I don't feel like it. What? So he I wanted don't... it back because he was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done it. Or because I think like, so, yeah. you didn't want to put out, give me the money. No, I think oh, it was more a, oh, <laughs> this obvious bribery, maybe I should get rid of. <laughs> he didn't realize before he did that. Okay, well done. Well done. So this is all like this. Obviously, that's some long history. I started in 1975. um, And here we are. (laughs) Got to today. But this week, he at the start of the week, like when I saw this right at the start of the week, I was like, oh, this might be interesting. Mm -hmm. And then two days ago, I saw an update on the story. So he just disappeared. He stated like he published a letter to his son where he said, because of the situation and the, you know, I don't want to distract. I want to have tranquility for your reign. I don't want to make things a mess. So I'm going to quietly leave. Go to Bali and like just hang. And now he's turned up in Abu Dhabi. Oh. Um, oh okay. And uh, yeah, Sp- Spaniards have been desperately trying to work out where he's going to be. There was this whole game of, oh, has he gone to the Dominican Republic? Has he gone just to Portugal? Has he gone? No <laughs> one knew. betting money where yeah. he's going to show up. Absolutely. Mm, yeah. Um, and now he's turned up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think it's fun in a couple of different ways. Yeah. Um, one is there's just something really retro about a king having to run from his people because he was too corrupt. Like, I just feel like we haven't had enough of that recently. Huh. Yeah, Denmark is boring. Donna <laughs> <laughs> McGrady, she just like... She smokes, she draws. She eats hot dogs like it's her last day on earth. Because, you know, honestly, who fucking knows? It could, it could yeah. be. It could be. Yes. But this is the closest I've felt to, you know, people are going to start getting out the guillotines in, I, I would say, my entire life. Yeah. Um, which is just retro. Did he take full responsibility? Or is he more like moonwalking out of it awkwardly and like, okay, bye. Or is he like, oh, yeah, that was, no, that was shitty. And I'm sorry. He's apologized at various points. The phrase "taking full responsibility" sounds not like, like something more a lot than of men I'm do. able to put on <laughs> his <laughs> statements. Like, maybe we can get in a Spanish guest <laughs> to give some more insight on whether they really feel that he meant it. <laughs> but from my reading of translations of his comments, I'd go, mm, yeah. maybe yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> also, this little note, I just read this in like i've been trying to build the whole history for this story and i read a note that i couldn't 100 percent tell but trust in the monarchy in 2015 the year after he abdicated uh-huh. went so low oh. that spain's official statistics service yeah. stopped asking the question they were just like let's not we don't want to know anymore look <laughs> <laughs> This is getting a bit dangerous. Then it's really fucking This is bad. feeling... Mm. Yeah. How low are we talking? You don't know. It said 3.7 out of 10, but I have no idea what that means. Stars. Like, that doesn't seem... <laughs> How many stars would you give? Like, is it a 37% approval rating? Or is it... it I didn't... It does sound like... I read it, it several times, 10, and I was like, I don't really understand this. Okay. But that they stopped asking the question, I was, maybe it was chance. Yeah. And maybe they just wanted to protect the new king's feelings. Oh, boo-boo. It's so hard reigning over people. It is. It's tough shit. Also, a lot of these, you know, these articles vary from their source, right? And there's some people that are more monarchist and some who are less. Uh-huh. And a fair number of these articles talk about how little money 
the king gets in comparison with other monarchs. Aww. So there's only a salary for the king of 240,000 euros. When you add in all of the a other stuff. A month or a, a year? year? Okay. And when you add, but when you add in like all of the security and houses and, and general support, mm-hmm. it comes up to like 50 million euros. So while technically his salary is... Mm. Not so high for being king. It's like, come on. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Okay. <laughs> your head is attached to your neck. Be grateful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for now. Damn. Okay. Yeah. I'm really having to go into some history lessons for my uh I think it's great for because my I slipped all all the way through history lessons uh in high school, as you can obviously hear. <laughs> from my participation in this. So I think it's great. I think it's great. I'm learning a lot. But I don't think you're the... I definitely don't think you're the only one. I feel like, as a general rule, there's things that are very close, particularly for our generation. I don't know if, like, an, I mean, we'd have to go talk to an old person. Mm. But I feel like we're so far away from these uh i don't know from fascism like it feels like it's I obviously feel like it's coming it's back never that far away honestly <laughs> it's 2020 honey where have you been it's very here let me rephrase from historical <laughs> fascism it feels like it's ancient it's and it's just not that long ago no it's not at all it's not at all also that just means that we should have fucking learned and here we are just fucking around oh my god yeah. Oh. Oh. It's bad. It's pretty bad. But that was uh, that was a good story. Thank you. Yeah. I'm learning so much. Also, I always just assume that everybody knows this kind of stuff and I don't know. But right. somebody also told me a person was listening listening to the podcast was like I was a little confused like maybe the first episode. And I think I'm just going to keep asking dumbass questions because there are people out there who knows the same, around the same level as me, maybe more, maybe, I don't know. It's always my, you know, your perception of yourself is always weird and skewed yeah. a little bit. So I will be asking I mean, who the dumb knows questions for me is. and the people. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Should I go now? Uh, hit me. Should I just leave? Okay. <laughs> Okay, so the title of my main story is Zombie Cicadas Under the Influence of a Mind-Controlling Fungus Have Returned to West Virginia. (laughs) Have you heard? I have not heard. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, (laughs) This is written by Ella Ella Elasar from CNN. So... Okay. It's CNN. It's fake news. Everyone calm down. <laughs> I, that's what it's I hear, right? CNN it's only CNN. People. It's fine. Come it's probably on. just fake news. It's, it's fine. Communist News Network, right? Something like that. <laughs> it looks like you're just like trying to swat away flies. Like, it's just, it's just news. Okay. So, researchers have found a new population of cicadas that's being brutally infected by a parasitic fungus that actually controls their minds and forces them to infect other cicadas. <laughs> it's, it's so crazy. So, the fungus is called Mesospora, <laughs> and it is a psychedelic, a psychedelic fungus that contains the like similar chemicals like the ones we have in magic mushrooms. Okay. So after infecting the host with this um, fungus, <laughs> they call, they say it. Uh, what what happens is quote a disturbing display of B horror movie proportions. <laughs> That's what they're saying at West Virginia University where they're um, studying this shit. So the fungus eats away at the cicada's butt and genitals and abdomen. Are you okay? Uh, yes. <laughs> like, 
I don't know. I feel like some people are into that. Maybe yeah. the cicadas. You know? They just wanted to get their ass eaten. But then, so that gets replaced with fungal spores uh, that transmit this disease to other cicadas. So around a third of the cicada uh, is replaced by the fungal tissue. And they literally, like, they just move around completely oblivious as to what is, has happened to them. So they just walk around like they're doing their business and they, are, they have no idea that they're sick. And then, so this fungus manipulates them uh, to, uh, to keep them alive so they infect more cicadas. Also, the infection leads to uh, hypersexual behavior. I mean, I feel like that was the natural next step, right? Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. That's what happens. <laughs> With all infections. eats your ass, then you're like, let's get hypersexual. <laughs> pretty let's sure. Let's get like, hypersexual. I don't know. That's what I've heard. <laughs> I have no personal experience. Sure. Yet. Well, with, but with once I get myself to West Virginia. <laughs> it's going down. Okay. So the thing is, they become hypersexual but they can't mate because they've literally been fucking <laughs> completely fucked by this infection so they don't have genitals or anything um but they will still try to fuck so they can sexually transmit the disease smart <laughs> also so the fungus manipulates males to imitate female cicadas okay. so they like um like rub their wings together, something like imitating a mating invitation from females just so they can fuck up other male cicadas that don't expect anything. And then they're like, psych! And then they just fuck them up. Um, so the fungus is turning the cicadas gay because I'm well, pretty sure that Alex Jones talked about this. <laughs> Oh my god, he predicted everything. Yeah. First it was the frogs. And <laughs> oh god. Mm. I have a potentially stupid question. Yeah. I a probably can't answer it. Okay. Well, <laughs> what it was that was the question. Are cicadas and crickets the same thing? They're like I... green loud things at night. Yeah, they're the little annoying cr uh, creatures. Yeah. That that just make a lot of noise, that, yeah. that kind of screaming. Yeah. Okay. But I guess so, because they make the noise, do they make the noise with their wings? Is that the, when they're like rubbing it together? So is it just like a bunch of horny cicadas we hear <laughs> at night? Like, God damn it. Like, Come fuck me, please. Somebody get on it. No? Maybe. No? I, I have no idea. I have no idea how they, I don't know if they're the same thing. I don't know. Okay, wait. Oh, somebody's googling. Yeah, they are not the same thing. Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> they're very similar, huh? But cicadas call during daylight hours, and crickets call at night. Who? While just... we tend to see and hear grasshoppers during the day. I don't. They're all the same. Oh, that's probably somebody will get very offended by saying that. Someone who knows about shit. Okay, that's... Google Images does not help me at all here. Because there's a bunch of pictures of an insect where it then says, these are not cicadas. <laughs> but it doesn't show me an actual cicada. This is not a cicada. But you figure it out. Okay, well, my dumb question did not help anyone's confusion. I think we got dumber and smarter at the same time. Mm. So I think that's uh, that's kind of beautiful. If anyone else is wondering what a cicada is, don't bother Googling it. They're maybe like a cricket, possibly like a grasshopper. Maybe something else. I guess we'll never know. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, <laughs> the cicadas also just spread spores simply just by walking around. So the study co-author, Matthew Casson, says, quote, we call them flying salt shakers of death because they basically <laughs> spread the fungus the way salt would come out of a salt shaker that's been tipped upside down, end quote. 
Also, a flying salt shaker of death has to be like, I have to make a band. Yeah. That's called that because that's amazing. I'm still stuck on what these things are. What are locusts? Like, there's so many options here, and I feel like I've just not got a good enough insect education. Uh, you know what? Me neither. I don't know. Insect ed- education. <laughs> I have no I do feel, idea. I feel like Flying Salt Takers of Death is a great band name. Yeah. Oh, is that but our I'm, next project? Not even a little bit. Play My next tambourine? project is biology lessons, so I can learn how learn what the fuck oh, these different that's things so are. So fun. <laughs> I want to make a band. Oh. Also, I feel like I should say because it's 2020 that these infected cicadas are not a threat to humans. Yet. Allegedly. I feel like things mutate. I feel like... And... Come on. Come on. What are we expecting? Obviously. We can't even identify them. Like, if they were coming <laughs> you know, at us, we'd we be like... We don't even know who they are. Is it a locust? Is it a grasshopper? Is it a cricket? No. They want to It's a sex-crazed you. cicada. <laughs> and it's about to fuck you up with a mating dance. So... <laughs> if we can't even identify the threat, how can we possibly stop it? We're all doomed, yeah. David. That's, uh... That's how it is. <laughs> I mean, I feel like fascism and and hypersexual, hypersexual zombie cicadas are just yeah. you know that's that's what we got for twenty twenty. I all I fucking need now is just a lousy t shirt at this point. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, that was my main story. Kapow. That's that's an that's an intense one. I think you might already have a what the fuck out of me. Right, it was a li- yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it was uh, like to be fair. I've I've heard about these parasite things that take over insects' brains before. I've watched the David Attenborough documentaries about yes, yes. like the other little creatures that crawl into wasps' brains and yeah. then they control them, and it's metal as fuck. Like it is, <laughs> it is fucking it is metal. Absolutely it is. crazy. Yeah. I don't even know where I'm going with this. But, <laughs> I, this has just opened up, you know. You were saying you always feel like other people know stuff. Now I've I've yeah. developed a hole where I feel like I don't know enough about insect etymology. And that's or, the beauty of the this podcast. You know, we just leave people wanting more knowledge because what they got here was inadequate. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Beautiful. You're welcome. Do you wanna? Do you wanna? Do I wanna hit you with, a, with another story? I, I, I have some f- nice ones. Yeah. Some positive ones. Give just give all of them because we we're uh, only thirty minutes in. We have plenty of time. <laughs> I have one that's uh, less nice, and I don't. It's it's this is not a what the fuck story, but it just made me laugh. Okay. Uh, anti-maskers yeah. now have a dating site where they can meet and spread corona together. Shut the fuck up. Is that true? <laughs> yes, 100%. Uh, unfortunately, I know that everything about this sounds like it would clearly be American. But no. Where is it? My dear home country. The UK. Aww. <laughs> So, <laughs> in the UK, we have this guy called Toby Young, who's a journalist and general dickhead. And, general dickhead? Yeah, I th- I'm pretty sure that's his title. Mm-hmm. Um, who at some stage in the past was, like, contrary and maybe slightly entertaining in his disagreeing with people and taking bold positions. But at some stage in the last, I don't know, five to ten years... It's no longer very entertaining. Yeah, because too, mu- too many people are listening to him or... He's not like a big name. I mean, no. he kind of is. Like he's published in big newspapers and stuff, but it's not like he has a huge movement. It's just... I don't know. Anyway. Okay. He's. I think he's become more and more untethered from reality over time. <sighs> and he's. Uh, he hates the lockdown. 
uh, he's founded a site called Lockdown Skeptics, where people can discuss how terrible it is that we're trying to take public health measures to, you know, prevent. It's so funny. I'm sorry. No, yeah, I'm so sorry. Ahead. Now I'm cutting you off. It's just funny how being uncomfortable at being in quarantine can like be a political stance now because like you need it to be like not happening for you even though it like this is just it's so crazy to me that you can politicize everything it's i'm sorry go on yeah he uh, yeah it also it annoys me the use of the word skeptics because i feel like there is a fundamental difference between being skeptical and being contrary and yeah. just disagreeing with people for the sake of disagreement yeah, that's is not true. being skeptical. Mm. The main reason that I do not describe myself as skeptical is because every, almost every person I've ever met who does has immediately followed it up with something that with Flatter the or tiniest <laughs> bit of skepticism, you would go, oh, no, this is nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> So then it's just a title that they like rather than, oh, look at me. I am yeah. so skeptical. And that's why I know they're putting drugs in our cheese. <laughs> I mean, that is a big problem and I do want to talk about it. Yeah. Okay. But, um, yeah. Some You're putting shit. drugs in your own cheese does not count as a big problem. Okay. That's a problem for you, not society. I mean, you can put it on your cheese. You can put it on anything, you know, just. It's up to you where you want to put your drugs. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this guy, I'll, I'll give you three things about him that I can remember off the top of my head. Okay. One, he's in Jeffrey Epstein's flight logs and he says, I have no idea how I ended up there. I feel like I could have guessed that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number two, he describes himself as a progressive eugenicist. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Number three. Okay. Okay. Uh, he founded a school that I don't know if it's now shut down, but like a, a school for normal oh, children. Please. Oh, okay. Uh, not like crazy ones, but like a real school. Who puts that their exists. child in that school? Yeah. Again, I think 10 years ago, he was less. What are they learning at the school, David? I have to know. <laughs> I am not okay with this. What is the I curriculum? I, just, I have to know. <laughs> He f he was a big uh, in the free school movement, uh -huh. which is where the government pays for people to set up their own kind of schools mm -hmm. and teach their children, so that we have more choice and more freedom. With yeah, a lot of emphasis on what does freedom really mean, anyway? Freedom is unfree. Sorry. <laughs> I guess now they teach in the school uh, that. Science doesn't matter. And <laughs> Who cares anymore? Fuck it. Oh. So he received a letter from a uh, one of his fans on Lockdown Skeptics. And they said, it's really important to me that I meet someone who is, you know, who's just as skeptical as I am and doesn't believe in this COVID nonsense. And he thought, you know what? That's a great idea. I just can't. So you can meet other people who are unwilling to wear masks or meet other people who are unwilling to uh, social distance. You can actively advertise your degree of social distancing. <laughs> um, I am. I feel torn because so as I, you know, I feel like a part, like a part of me, this is not going to sound very nice, but a part of me is like, you go and get COVID together, you fucking dumbasses. But the problem is that it's not just them, you know. It's It affects all of us. They go out yeah. and then everybody, um, you know, also get infected. But I do want to, like, send them to an island. Like, ooh, ooh, okay, okay, so here's this pitch. We're going to make, like, Love Island. I didn't watch it, but I'm guessing that, <laughs> you know, this could work. So all these people from that app yeah. or dating site, they go there. We, you know, film it like a reality show. And honestly, that's it. I just want to see what happens. I want to see. <laughs> I want to be a fly on that wall. But, you know, just observe and not get all the fucking infections. What the fuck, people? Stop it. Yeah. I do, I don't, I remember some years ago there was like a scandal, uh, something, some 
news about OKCupid, I think it was, but it might have been a different... Uh, also, people are calling this site OKStupid, which I am a fan of. That's hilarious. Uh, several <laughs> That's years ago. Really it's got some official name, but I feel like OK Stupid is the correct one. <laughs> I remember some years ago there was like a, a lot of criticism of OK Cupid because they had questions that asked things about, for example, uh, some things that were, were very much hinting at hatred. So they asked questions about anti Semitism, about how you would treat disabled people, about trans website? people. Yeah. Okay. In the how the thing works, like you ask. It asks you questions and it matches you up with people who are similar to you, right? Mm-hmm. That's what Tinder does too. There's an algorithm. But it doesn't actively have questions. To, I don't have... No, been... it just like gathers your information. And then also on your hotness level, Tinder does this. <laughs> also, you have to watch Connected, the the uh, TV show on uh, Netflix. So yeah. you, anybody listening to this, watch Connected and just learn amazing stuff about this kind of stuff. Like it's it's so... Awesome, and there's an episode on how, like, Tinder specifically also is uh, gathering our information and how we're getting paired up. And this woman just want to find out, like, how do I find out what hotness level I'm on and, like, what kind of information they have on me? So, like, she, for so long, kept badgering them and, like, wanted to get the information, and she got it in print, and it was, like, I think... Like thousands of pages, you just like got so so much information on herself. Like it was probably just her own late night messages. But that's the thing. So they know when she's vulnerable. They know, like that's that's kind of wild to know that these apps know how we're feeling and that, like our personal shit. And also, then they can you know send ads to you when they like. It's all very. It's so. It's gross. It's it's really gross. But you know, we still want to date. But you know, it's uh, you should watch it. It's there's also an episode on poop, and I was mind blown. <laughs> so good. It's great. This took a turn. Yeah, <laughs> I was so on board until that last little bit. You should... also watched the episode on poop, and then oh no, I was like poop, and then I watched it, and I was like, oh my god, there's so much. We know so much about us from poop. There's this person. He goes and. They gather, like the 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 host go with this scientist guy. They they just scoop up like glasses from the uh, filled with water from the Thames, and um, and they can analyze it and see okay because there's so much fucking feces in there. Okay, from the, from the people of of London, and uh, they're like okay, so this is how many people who did coke this weekend like oh yeah coke spikes up in the in the weekends after the weekends like they can just tell everything about what's going on and how we're doing That's what we're putting in our bodies in the uk <laughs> we're doing coke is just not an impressive finding there is more but i don't want to spoil everything anyway i i could go on apparently you can find cocaine on basically every note in the uk <laughs> so <laughs> people complained when we introduced plastic notes because they were cutting up too many people's noses Rather than the old paper notes. <laughs> so I don't think that in the UK any stat about an unacceptable amount of you coke are such usages. Classy bitches. It's very, very I've cool. left the country, don't blame me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, watch Connected on Netflix. You're welcome. Go. Sorry, that was okay. total. So thank you for the advert. Yeah. We're not sponsored, <laughs> we're not paid, so I don't know why you're doing that, but <laughs> Because the people need to know. The point is these questions, there was a lot of scandal about why would you ask questions mm. that are obviously horrible, right? Why would you ask a question about uh, if you had a disabled, like if you had a disabled child, why would you uh, abort, like would you abort them? Yes, or like, and rate it. What? Or do you think, uh, I don't, lots of questions about like trans people and disabled people and, and, Okay. Lots of vulnerable people. Okay. But the point was mm. to not match you. So what? that's a positive. Okay. I would like to know in advance if someone hates trans people before I date them. Oh, yeah, sure. sure, sure, sure that sure. absolutely helps. Yeah. If I've answered all those questions and I have a 0% match with someone, then this is a yeah, good step I'd forward. I'd rather not know. Mm-hmm. 
So as much as I, I remember just thinking, like, I don't think the scandal's hitting quite in the right place mm. because if people are answering yes to these questions, I think a lot of us would be glad to filter them out. So if people are choosing to go on OK Stupid instead of OK Cupid, then maybe that's a positive. They have to call it OK Stupid. They have to. They have to. Obviously, they're not. But, oh, God. We need it. Yeah. It's 2020. We need it. We need a little win. <laughs> but I've got some positive stories. Okay. That was That was meant to be like a brief detour. Uh, and I took a further detour. <laughs> I'm sorry. You just had to talk about poop. That was apparently necessary. That's the, it's the observe and retort bingo. It has to be crossed off. <laughs> I'm moving on. God damn it. Let's not mention it again. Go, go. Uh, one. Missing sailors stranded on Pacific Island... Were you gonna? Were you gonna tell this story? I just saw. I'm not gonna tell. Uh, okay, it, but I did. I did see it. Was saved by writing a giant SOS in the sand. So, for those of you who haven't heard about this, three men were stuck on a very, very tiny island in the absolute middle of nowhere, like a thousand kilometers or something from anything else. Mm. Uh, they had been on a seven meter boat. And had a, it ran out of fuel and strayed off course. They landed on this tiny island and drew in the sand a huge SOS. And then they were found because of that. That's just smart, you know. Yeah. But that's crazy. And, you know, people are still just ending up on desert islands. And it's such a, it's such an obvious Hollywood nonsense story and yeah. yeah completely true so yeah yeah speaking of things we all know <laughs> i think we all know that if you're running away from a bear don't <laughs> can i <laughs> yeah don't like sacrifice your friends <laughs> don't sacrifice your friends <laughs> <laughs> your I... slower friends <laughs> okay <laughs> Sorry, Susan. Have you read You're the this weakest article? Link. Yes, I did. Because <laughs> that's not what I was going for. Was we all know? Oh, go with a slower friend. But apparently, the National Park Service has now officially said, "Yeah, don't sacrifice your friends." I quote: "Even if the friendship has run its course, <laughs> please don't do it." Which that's the whole reason I was hiking <laughs> with that friend. So, yeah, this You're is just like putting yourself in danger <laughs> and counting on a bear will show up just you can. <laughs> Anyone who's been hiking with me recently, watch out. <laughs> Clearly stating my intentions here. Yeah, uh, so the National Park Service has officially said uh, that it's not the best choice to go with a slower friend while That's- hiking. As a bear defense mechanism. As a slower friend, I appreciate that they're telling people to, to you know, not sacrifice us. Yeah. But also, I don't fucking go on hikes, so I think I'm fine. <laughs> okay. I just I just work out with my Nintendo Switch game in my living room. Because I don't want anybody to look at me. <laughs> <laughs> so just in case we have, I mean, we, we have some listeners in California. Where there are actually bears. No grizzlies. There's only, you know, brown Grizzlies. Bears. <laughs> no yeah. grizzlies. No bears that are actually going to kill you. Just some bears that are going to... Wave. Hurt you Hi. a bit. <laughs> hurt you um, a bit. I was, in, I was living in California last year. Oh, yeah. And went on a number of hikes. Uh, Did with, you see any bears? Yes. Oh. Also heard some bears. Me and... You hurt them or hear them? Heard. Okay. <laughs> Me and my... Oh. Me and my girlfriend were in basically a tent. Um, it was a tent with two concrete walls and two canvas walls. So like a lean-to shitty structure. Uh-huh. And woke up in the middle of the night and could hear incredibly loud snoring. Oh, my God. And realized that a bear was two meters, maybe, no. from our canvas door. Like the piece of cloth. Oh, well, we're there. My bed. God, David, 
What? Luckily, as I say, there's no grizzlies in California, so they might like bite your hand off, but they're not going to kill okay. you. <laughs> okay. You'll be fine. Uh huh. I would shit myself. Well, speaking so of, <laughs> you did at some point. Well, <laughs> you know, I think my girlfriend woke me up, or I can't remember if I woke up first or she woke up first, but one of us woke the other one up, and then we were sat there going like just listening to this huge fucker snore for an extended period of time we're just trapped in there yeah and then like they say they're more scared of you than you are of them just the bears the the actual advice is uh use your voice wave and like just shout at them and make a lot of noise like walk sideways was what i read Yeah. yeah so walk sideways and make a lot of noise and they'll probably run away um Just like do the hammer time dance. Yeah, exactly. Basically. Oh, so, <laughs> oh, oh my God. Yeah. Okay. I'm so after like, I don't know, after like two hours where at this stage we both desperately needed to go to the toilet. Uh, I got the can of bear spray that we had, which is like super strong mace. Yeah. And I hit it against something metal. So instead of spraying the bear, just made a bunch of noise inside the... It's not a tent, but it was not a building. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's not even a hut. Like a hut has four walls. Oh, it's okay. had two. Uh, so yeah, just hit it against a metal shelf mm-hmm. until it made like a dinging noise. And then heard... Uh, Is it like oh. a shelter, I guess? Yeah, yeah. Okay. A shitty shelter. <laughs> and uh, then what was also really, really scary about this was I heard some noise as like... I heard the snoring stop. Uh-huh. And I heard a tiny bit of noise... As it got up, mm. but then heard no noise mm. because they are like sneaky, crazy silent in their actual steps. Mm. So those fuckers could sneak up on you. Oh my god, that's terrifying. But it was also really cool. It's a cool story. Yeah, I don't have a story like that. Like, I mean, that would require me to like go out and general rule. Do things. Don't recommend going to the US. If you have the opportunity to go to Yosemite, one of the most beautiful places. I did places do that. I that was I've there, ever... <laughs> and you didn't see a bear. No, I was so busy just being like, "Ugh, I just want to like go shopping." Because I was fifteen. Yosemite? I was fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> well, we went to a bunch of uh, parks when we were there. I was there with my my dad and my sister when I was fifteen, and it was amazing and everything. But I just wish I could have uh, appreciated it more. Um, uh, you, uh, yeah, it was beautiful and, and wonderful, but I had different mm, priorities at this point. <laughs> my dad was so excited, and oh my God, I've, this is why I don't want kids. Like, I want to go and do what I want to do. I don't want to drag along, like, crappy teenagers to do the things I want to do and then hear them bitch about it. I fucking paid for your trip. I don't think I was bitching. I was more like, ugh, I just, I am warm. So, okay, maybe I was bitching about it. I was probably horrible. I don't know. <laughs> I have, I've forgotten everything about my behavior, but uh, it was a good trip. It was a good trip. <laughs> uh, but wild story. Yeah. Like, that is wild. I cannot believe you have not told me this before (laughs) that's like a story you would uh you would open with but yeah okay 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 do you have more no those those are my uh those two were my um more optimistic happy ones Mm -hmm. after some low points the last couple of weeks (laughs) (laughs) oh well i have a new story for you david okay are you ready to say what the fuck I don't think so. Hit me. Mm-hmm. Man loses penis to infection. <laughs> Doctor builds new one on arm. Actually, did you did I've, you read it? I've seen a picture of a penis <laughs> on an arm, and I saw it's out of context somewhere. You know, I saw like a line about it, and I was like, "Oh, this has been photoshopped," and I just, I just decided. Yeah. That I was not going to explore whether this was real or not. Well, good thing I did. (laughs) So, Malcolm McDonald, who is 45 years old, had a really bad infection and he went into sepsis. So, his fingers and toes and penis went completely black. And um, 
in 2014, his penis fell off. It fell off, but but the testicles were fully intact. Isn't that's that good, that's a, that's quite a quite an image? Like, yeah, I've got some concerns. <laughs> oh, do you? <laughs> like, do, you do you have some concerns? Just just a couple. Mm. It's actually, it reminds me a little bit of the story from uh, the first episode with the guy who built the wooden yeah. penis and all that was left after the police were there was the was the balls. The balls survived again. Yeah. Sturdy, sturdy balls is yeah. the theme of this podcast. Are you, what site was this from? I've seen the picture of this penis. I will say I I'm have... still... Yeah. There are different... Articles from different but, news but, sites. But which sites? I think this was Fox. <laughs> <laughs> Because then I have but, but, other concerns but than the, just the... But it was also other places like The Sun or something. Yeah, that's not better than Fox. Oh, fuck. I should really like check up on that. No, but it's... A, you know, it's... It looks like it's it's true. Okay, okay. Give us Because... some more details. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Hit us. So... There is a professor involved. A real professor. Oh. Yeah. Someone said they were a professor. Well, that convinces yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to Professor David Ralph. Yes. That's a real name. That's a real yeah. person. Who has expertise in penile reconstruction. Uh-huh. Uh, he built McDonald a new penis from a skin graft from his arm. His left arm. Mm. Ooh, and actually... They were able to add two extra inches, <laughs> which is what, like five centimeters, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, <Six>. yay! <laughs> five or six, I think. Oh my yeah, god, about six. And so this man, Malcolm McDonald, he says, "Well, it's not really about sex for him. Mm. You know, he really wants the surgery because." It's more about self-confidence mm -hmm. and, um, you know, just being able to go to the toilet. And damn, I don't fucking blame him. Yeah. I think, I mean, I would like an intact penis. Not enough for me to grow it on my arm. Like, I would like to be able to stand up when I when I pee. But, um, eh. I have... 30 years of this, I'm used to it. It's fine. A couple of questions. Yeah. Your statement of I would like an intact penis suggests <laughs> I did say that, didn't I? You did like if you just said I would like a penis, well then it would make a lot of sense. You want that to be able to stand up and pee. Mm. Mm -hmm. The statement I would like an intact penis very much suggests that you have uh, Yeah and maybe you know what? Maybe I do, maybe I don't. Also I guess we'll never know. Knowing you, I just wouldn't put it past you to take one as a trophy. Honestly, if I like, had it, yeah, I would I've probably tell everybody. If I in a closet somewhere, <laughs> <laughs> it's mine now. <laughs> so <laughs> that's how I was. Yeah, it was a wild night out. Session is nine tenths of the law. <laughs> some misogynist was talking shit, and I was like, you know what? I have to do this for the people, yeah. and um, now it lives. But it's just not In fully intact. It's not fully intact anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. So, there's a quote here from McDonald. He says, Of course it's mad having a penis on your arm. Not even I am used to it. But when you think about it, it's actually amazing. And I will say, it is fucking amazing that you could grow a peen from your arm. Also, I'm going to put up pictures on Instagram because oh, there is like full, like, this is how you do it, kind of. Yeah. This is how you do it. Uh, penis on your arm. Uh. <laughs> that's so... Ooh, that's the newest song from, what, Flying Salt Say Shakers of Death. <laughs> anyway. Wow. Yeah, so uh, he hopes to have it, uh, the final surgery by the end of the year. Because he was supposed to have it, uh, I think, in the in the spring. But then he got a little sick, and then corona came, and so they're postponing it. Was this the first penis they've grown on an arm? Or is this 
I haven't heard about others. Yeah, but I just feel like this is an obvious, uh, like, trans bottom surgery is amazing. And yeah. if you've never seen, like, there's some very, very cool medical yeah. gifts. yeah on how they do the process but this sounds like it would be super useful for a lot of other purposes yeah then i mean science is amazing what you can do today gangrene. is unbelievable so what are you pressing <laughs> <laughs> i hear nothing but um that yeah that was that story but i also i did look at some others that were just fun so if i can just also read a few uh, yeah. headlines Okay, this is so funny. Also, because there was a picture and you probably saw it. You probably saw it. It's, uh, it says, German nudist chases down boar who snatched his laptop. I, I didn't do this one because it just requires the picture. <laughs> that's was that the, the one? Yeah, I was yeah. like, I, this, I, I can't describe this to the high enough level required. Yeah. <laughs> I but, mean, it's an... Large German naked man chasing after a wild boar. Like, what it is you? exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> but I will put up a picture on the Instagram. <laughs> Observe and retort Instagram, yeah. Also, there is... Um, oh, my God. I don't... I, uh, speaking of okay, stupid. Americans warned not to drink hand sanitizer after four die and others go partially blind. What is happening to people, David? I don't. I, I, just <laughs> I, I don't have a. Uh... I I feel like maybe this didn't like need to be clarified, but it obviously does need to be clarified. And um, so yeah, don't. I remember in year seven. Year seven. When I in school. Oh, okay. When I was. <laughs> 11 or 12 i thought you were just talking about year seven no no like i'm not many years <laughs> secretly 2000 years old i would have like you know i i wouldn't put it you've probably got a penis in your closet and i'm secretly an immortal yeah those are the yeah things we're learning this week tune in next week to learn <laughs> we have our secrets i remember people talking about hand sanitizer having alcohol in it and being like oh you could drink it and get drunk as Shut the fuck up. idiots 11 year olds uh, uh, but no one actually doing it yeah because it's hand sanitizer it was hand sanitizer also it has stuff in that makes it not work <laughs> as alcohol <laughs> makes it not work yes last one okay the british government your government uh, don't say it like your that your government just, just <laughs> it is Horse. I'm going to bring a lot of shit about Denmark next time, okay? I had but plenty. I'm cool with that. I'm the first one to be like, yes, yes, and yes, bitch. Okay. British government is investing in a six-party startup. Did you see? Yes, I saw this. And <laughs> I believe that's very out of context. It is. So, uh, I guess, you know, the sex business has been booming under corona. That's like one of the the businesses that is actually just really done very well for obvious reasons. So um, yeah, now they want to invest in a startup that kind of makes orgies, I guess, or something. It's okay. it's investing one hundred and seventy thousand pounds in a company that throws sex parties. I think what's actually happening. Ooh, okay. Is. There's a standard fund for supporting small businesses oh, due to Corona. Uh, and this party business mm -hmm. has applied for and received funds. Mm. And then some people have gone, we shouldn't be giving funds to sex parties. Oh. We definitely should. I feel like it's a business. It's uh, it is. not one that I want to go to particularly. I mean, we have the option. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> Did we mention this on the podcast? Yeah, before, literally that, down the street. Yeah, that, <laughs> was that 100 the meters from a <laughs> hundred meters from my apartment, there is a Copenhagen sex club. But if they apply, I mean, I can tell you <laughs> because I walk there on the way to the supermarket, not for any other reasons. Though that sounds like a completely unbelievable denial. Yeah, 
it's been closed during the whole that I saw on the door. They put up a new <laughs> you sign. Stopped and looked for information. I walk past a big blacked out windows building on the day way to my supermarket every oh, day. That's convenient. When they stick up a new white sign on the door saying, "Hey, uh. we're open again." Yeah, I notice. Did you take a picture and share it? I your, didn't take a picture and share it. Six party forum. <laughs> what I do have. Honestly, I would fucking love if you did that. If you're into that shit, I would. What I do, be like, what I do have yeah. is, I was showing some. I don't even. I was showing someone this, not the physical place, but I was showing on like Google Maps, right? Uh-huh. That there's an actual sex club around the corner. Jens actually, my boyfriend, he knows because you were talking about it. He's yeah. like, "Is that the one at Lagos Park?" And because uh, I noticed every time I was walking to your place that it was there. <laughs> so yeah, you're not the only one. Just happening to you know. So Google Maps is super helpful because when you search for something, if you zoom, like if you're just on your normal maps thing, it'll show you places that you've searched before mm. with like the label. So if I'm just looking at Copenhagen. <laughs> I have a couple of places. I have the local swimming pool. That appears on my Google Maps. I have my Danish school. That appears on my Google Maps. Do you know what else appears when I'm zoomed out? Swingers Club. Yeah. (laughs) The Swingers Club, which having searched for once, it never goes away. Oh, honey. Yeah, that's how it is. That's that's your life now. So I don't think we need to download a lot of data from Tinder to Mm. have insight that's not even true. (laughs) What's going on in my life? I think it's nice. Yeah. Uh, this I is think, all I, I think that's our show. Man. I think... Uh, I think... Yeah, it was a good one. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> um, we'll be back next week. Yes, I'm going to be in a summer house, so we're oh. going to figure out how the recording is going to happen. We're going to keep it I feel posted. like that's not, not too challenging, he says. But if we don't turn up next You're week... You're so confident. Then you know you. why. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs>